anybody who's listening to this show has the chance to create something incredible, has the chance to be incredible, and that the only way and the only thing that would ever stop you is you agreeing that you failed. You are now tuned into the Macy Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Hey, my go-getters. Welcome to the Missy Muse Unplugged podcast show. I'm your host, Christy Lindor. Super thrilled to be bringing you episode 38. And today we are going to be doing an Ask Me Anything or AMA interview. If this is your first time tuning in, AMAs are when I have the utmost pleasure of connecting with either seasoned or former consultants and they give you advice. Today's guest, we've got Mitch Rousseau in the house. So Mitch is a seasoned business consultant and he's a serial entrepreneur. He's actually go-getters, the former CEO of the Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes joint venture called Business Breakthrough International. We get a chance to connect with Mitch and he shares a lot about the art of scaling. How do you really scale a business or scale a particular joint venture, whether it's for yourself, for your business, go-getters, or it's for your clients? How do you really do that in a way that really brings results in a sustainable way? Mitch really delves into that today. He also shares a little bit about his results breakthrough network that he's just getting started. And so really cool conversation. I'm super thrilled and honored to have Mitch on today's show. So with that, let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the Missy Muse Unplugged. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, except for the crazy snowstorm that we're both in the middle of. It's been quite a day. Well, thank you for taking time on this snowy day. I guess before we get started with the interview, maybe if you can take a moment to introduce yourself to the go-getters of the Missy Muse Unplugged. Sure. My background is that of a business founder. So I started a software company when I was in my 20s and I grew it to over 100 people. And then I sold it to a European company called Sage PLC. And I had a lot of fun doing that. That was a great experience. And I learned so much being a software company founder. And then as my life unfolded, I came back at the age of 40 years old. I had basically finished all of my financial goals for just about a lifetime. And I didn't know what to do next, but I decided I would help other companies. And in a sense, that's all I've been doing ever since. But I decided to go back into consulting and help other companies. And I was able to help 19 different companies either raise money or launch before I took a job working directly with my friend Chet Holmes to build a company called Business Breakthroughs International with Tony Robbins. So Tony, Chet, and I went into partnership together and we built Business Breakthroughs International, which grew to be about a $25 million a year company based entirely on the, in fact, it's just as I said, helping entrepreneurs, business people with training, consulting, in coaching. And the training programs that we created were very powerful, very popular. We sold them through webinars and we advertised 
on the radio. I was responsible for spending millions of dollars setting up radio campaigns and executing those to make sure that we got the most out of them. So as background, that's what I've done since then. I work individually with clients today to help them grow their companies. And I'm also starting and have started a new company recently called the Results Breakthrough Network. And and I could tell you about that more later. Wow. So much to unpack there, Mitch. I guess the first question, how did you get connected with Chet and Tony Robbins? I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I went to a couple of his workshops in the past. So how did you get connected with them? Well, when I built Time Slips Corporation, which is the software company I mentioned earlier, Time Slips was really started in a garage with $5,000. And we made so many mistakes. I could spend an entire show talking about just all the mistakes we made starting that company. And, and I was somewhat young and naive. And I did some things which probably I'm certain I wouldn't do today. But one of the things that I that happened as a result of me starting Time Slips Corporation is I had this very pesky sales guy called Chet Holmes trying to sell me advertising <laughs> space because, you know, Chet is relentless when it comes to wanting to, if he wants to sell you something and you're on his dream 100 list, forget it. You're going to get sold. I mean, he's just that. He was just that good. So, you know, I resisted best I could, but ultimately about a year and a half later, Chet and I did business together and it was a great experience. We bought ads in the publication that he represented and it was a, they were fantastic. The ads really, really goosed sales. And we developed a very deep friendship along those lines. And we stayed friends since, well, back since 1988. And we'd been friends all that time until he passed away. And so when I sold my company, I brought him into Sage and we did sales training with Chet. And then eventually Chet came to me and said, Hey, can you help me with the company I'm building? And I said, of course. And I got involved in his company, Chet Holmes International. And we had a lot of fun building that company, but here's where the real fun came in. The real fun came when we began negotiations with Tony Robbins. Now we didn't know what was going to happen, but it turns out that Tony loved what Chet had done, loved his materials, and as a result, was very favorable about working together. So Chet, Tony, and I built a partnership together, and what that ended up being was a joint venture, effectively. It was a joint venture between Chet, Tony, and myself, and we held a event in Las Vegas, and I believe the year was 2009. We brought 500 people into Las Vegas for the Ultimate Business Mastery Summit, which was recorded and later became the Ultimate Business Mastery System. So what we did was we recorded 56 hours of videos and materials, then used that material to build training, and then used that training as a course and a way to bring people into our company. So that's how I got started working with Chet and Tony. And once we got started, it just mushroomed from there. I mean, you know, Tony, Tony's the ultimate promoter and one of the most respected people in the training and coaching business. So when we started running radio ads, the response was literally overwhelming. I mean, it was crazy how many people were calling every single hour about wanting to hear what Tony was doing with Chet and I. That is such exciting stuff. When I think about and look at your background, Mitch, you are definitely an expert at scaling. 
and building. And earlier in your conversation, you mentioned some of the mistakes you made, lots of mistakes. Consultants or go-getters out there that are looking to scale, they're looking to really help take their business to the next level or helping their clients take their business to the next level. What's the one thing you wish you did then that you know now? Well, I'll tell you the mistake I made at time slips that I did not make when I was running Business Breakthroughs International. When I was running time slips, we were an expense-heavy company. So time slips was a packaged software business. And so we had to build a manufacturing facility to create and basically build our products and then ship them. We had a hundred people working at the company and we were really just nearly, I would say under 10 million in sales. So it was too many people basically is the point I'm making. And when I got to the chance to build business breakthroughs and before then I built another company for a venture capital firm called Furniture Fan. But with business breakthroughs, what we did is we decided that we were going to do everything virtually. And what we had was a centralized IT division that served the rest of the company, did all of our billing, all of our mailings, did everything. And we then created, and if you think about them in the center of the circle with a hub structure and spokes being divisions. So we had 12 divisions or 11 divisions around that center hub. And each of those divisions operated as an independent entity. So scaling was very, very easy because when we wanted to add a new product line, we just create a new division, hire or promote a new division president. And all of the functional work that needed to be done was going to be handled by the central hub, which was our IT division. So scaling became fast and easy. And because we were virtual and because we paid on a performance basis, we never really ran up a lot of bills. So in essence, by being a virtual company, we were able to keep the expenses down as sales increased. Our expenses increased, but proportionally. So our profits increased as well. So that was the way I solved that problem later when Chet and I built the infrastructure for Business Breakthroughs International. You have your book. I was looking at it called the, In- the Invisible Organization. And it's such a timely topic. I know you just talked about scaling and building virtual uh, teams. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about the book and share some advice you would give to consultants on how they can work effectively on virtual teams. Sure. Well, things have changed a lot, even in the last few years. That book was published in 2015. And what that book was designed to do was basically to blueprint the entire process of taking a brick and mortar company virtual. And in that book, I share a lot of information about the mindset of the CEO. And to me, mindset comes first. And it's the most important piece because if the CEO's mindset isn't correct, then the company will never function virtually. And I'll give you a simple example. If the CEO thinks he's going to lose control of his company by sending people home, well, then it's not going to work because he's not going to want to send people home. He's not going to trust them. And as a result, those people won't feel trusted and won't want to work for that company. So my belief is that if you get the mindset right and you understand that we're in a different world now, even from 2015, where now Everything is decentralized. There's so much great software out there to help individual operators run large staffs virtually. It's actually remarkable. Now, when I wrote the book, I knew that it was going to be almost out of date in terms of the technology components immediately. So I built a website called invisibleorganization.com where anybody who bought the book can go there. And that website is basically the technology update center 
for the book itself. So that book always has a component that's constantly being kept up to date. But the bottom line is that for me, the book was really a way to utilize a virtual organization from a marketing and sales perspective. Because once you are virtual, you have superpowers that you could use that other companies can't easily do. This is a very popular example because many people use it. If you were to call Southwest Airlines or JetBlue and speak to an operator, did you realize that you're actually speaking to somebody who is actually working from home? Most people don't realize that. Christy, did you know that? I did and I didn't. I don't think about it, but I feel like I've heard something like that. Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, in a sense, imagine if everybody who worked for JetBlue or Southwest or other airlines at this point had to drive into Boston every day to Logan Airport or some other place and you know park in the parking lot, take the elevator up to the 19th floor and sit there in a cubicle. And imagine all of that overhead and all of those phones and cubicles and systems and everything else but instead, what they do now is they hire somebody, they install a VPN, a virtual private network, on their new employee's computer at home, and they then install some software on their home computer, and next thing you know, they have a secure telephone system and terminal that they could run their entire business from. So all of these things are new in the last 10 years, and even in the last three to four years, they've skyrocketed in popularity. So the book itself is that blueprint, and the blueprint itself is valid, even if the technology in the book is a little bit out of date, of which it's updated on the website. So that book has been helpful for me to show people exactly what I did when we built and ran Business Breakthroughs International. What about working on virtual teams, just kind of the best practices outside of the technology piece? Any processes or ways of being that you would recommend? Well, if you're talking about for the individual people who are hired to work on remote teams, most people who these days who work on remote teams are used to it and probably have been doing it for years, but a lot of managers are not. And if I would offer any advice, and this is basically in the first part of the book, the advice I would offer is over-communicate everything. Over-communicate in chat rooms, set up Slack channels right away so that you're able to pretty much stay in touch with everybody. My favorite two applications are Slack and Trello. I manage a good part of my business with Slack and Trello. And I would recommend that people who are engaging remote teams use Trello or something like Trello for project management and Slack or something like Slack for group communication. And that works the best for me. And as far as tips go, I mean, literally just, you know, if you're going to be on a team, just be friendly and communicate and share. Transparency now is the big thing and will continue to be the prime component of working virtually. Now available on Amazon, management consultant and author Christy Lindor shares career secrets based on 15 years of experience working at top firms in a new book called The Misi Muse. 100 plus selected practices on written rules and habits of great consultants. The Misi Muse provides insights, stories and strategies on the unwritten rules of the consulting profession. Christy conducted research and connected with 50 plus industry titans across 27 professional service organizations on what makes a great consultant. For book reviews, tour dates, and more info, go to www.mecmuse.us. 
So I'm actually going to pivot slightly, Mitch. When you're not scaling businesses or building new organizations, what do you like to do for fun? Well, my actual passion is landscape photography. And I don't mention it much on shows and interviews because it generally doesn't come up. So I'm glad you asked. What I love to do is I love to pick a spot on someplace in the world. And I like to plan a trip and I like to get on a plane and disappear for a couple of weeks. And to me, that is pure joy. I show up, I might be in a tiny little hotel room in a foreign country. Sometimes I'm with a group of people, sometimes I'm not. And I then take the next several weeks with my cameras and I explore and I make pictures. And those pictures are my internal vision of what I feel when I'm in those moments and in those places. So to me, the photography is my way of being fully present in the world and to the beauty of the world. And I love doing it. That is amazing. Do you post any of your pictures online? Yes, I do. And all of my pictures are at MitchRussoTravels.com. Okay. And go-getters, we'll put all the links. Mitch mentioned not only his book, kind of in, in living color, his website, but the landscape and talked about Slack and a couple other tools. We'll put all those links in the show notes for you to grab. So thank you for sharing that. I can't wait to take a look at some of your pictures. It sounds very relaxing and it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, okay. So I have to correct you on that. <laughs> it's not relaxing. I usually feel like I need a vacation when I come home. And really? The, oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, most of the time... I'm either hiking or I'm traveling or we're up at five in the morning to capture the sunrise. And then we're out till two in the morning to shoot the night sky. I'm an astrophotographer. So my favorite time to photograph is the night sky. Okay. I wouldn't have thought there was all of that behind it. But see, it sounds like you're an expert photographer. So that's great. I'm going to pivot again, Mitch. You mentioned earlier about your new company that you're getting started, Results Breakthrough. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about kind of what you're up to with that and how people can connect with you if they're interested. Sure. So let me first explain what the problem I decided to solve was. We all have bought training programs. And Christy, let me ask you a question and be honest, okay? Have you ever bought a training program or a any sort of a course online? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I have. Okay. So let me ask you another question. If you think back of all the courses and training programs that you bought, did you finish them all? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, guess what? I didn't either. Even some of the ones I finished, I don't feel as if I've gotten everything I could have out of it. And this problem was bothering me because, I mean, honestly, I paid a lot of my. I've spent over six figures in training programs, courses, and masterminds, and I always feel as if there's something missing. And I was trying to think about what it was, and I came upon a solution that really I had solved this problem years earlier within a different company. What I decided to do was find an accountability partner to help me finish my course. And when I did that, and I finished the course, and I got all the results that I expected, I realized at that moment in time that I could help lots of entrepreneurs get all of their courses finished by finding them an accountability partnership. So I built Match.com for entrepreneurs, and it's called the Results Breakthrough Network, resultsbreakthrough.com. And the entire purpose of the site, there's three elements of the way the site works. Number one, you go there and you connect with another entrepreneur. And once you connect, you get on the phone with them and you use the software to guide you through your weekly accountability sessions. And the software prompts you to answer every question, collects all of your statistics, make sure that you're scheduled for the following week, and 
collects all this information and displays it on a dashboard so that you could see the progress you're making week after week and month after month. So that's the first thing it does. The second thing it does is we've created a community of powerful entrepreneurs who all have the same goal, which is to be successful. And that is a private community just for the Results Breakthrough Network folks. And in that community, every week, we bring in a guest speaker to do a no-pitch masterclass for everyone. And those masterclasses are usually people that would be inaccessible to most of us. And not only are there masterclasses, but there's guest coaching as well. So we'll have live coaches drop in and just handle questions that anybody has. Very successful people who decided to help. And those are some of the things we bring to the network itself or to the Facebook community. And in the third piece, this is my favorite piece of all, Krista, let me tell you about this. It's called the 10-Minute Mentor Program. So when you come to the resultsbreakthrough.com and you fill out your application and your profile, you'll have a box that says, yes, no, I want to be a 10-Minute Mentor. If you say yes, then what we will do is through one of the major organizations operating in the United States today, we will connect you to an inner city high school kid so that they can be mentored by you so that they can get 10 to 20 minutes of your time once a month so that they can explore their dreams and ideals about business with somebody just like you. That's what the entire Results Breakthrough Network is all about. I love it. And go gutters, we'll make sure to put links of this as well on the show notes. This is great. It sounds like you're always up to kind of the next cutting edge thing, Mitch, just from our brief conversation. So thank you for sharing that. Any last remarks? I just want to mention that anybody who's listening to this show has the chance to create something incredible, has the chance to be incredible, and that the only way and the only thing that would ever stop you is you agreeing that you failed. And so I want to make a pact with everybody who's listening to the show today. The pact I want you to agree to is I want you to agree that the only thing that you have to do is keep going. And if you need to pivot, by all means, pivot. But if you give up, then you failed. But until you give up, as long as you're pivoting, as long as you're moving forward, you will be a success. And I got to tell you, I know it looks like, you know, I have had a lot of success in my life and I have, but there were years when I failed and failed and failed, but I never gave up. I just kept pivoting until eventually I discovered what was really, really right for me. And listeners, I hope that you can do the same. Awesome. This is great. Mitch, how can people get in contact with you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, the basic way to do it is go to MitchRusso.com, M-I-T-C-H-R-U-S-S-O.com. Well, thank you so much, Mitch, for being a guest on today's show. This is such a great conversation. Yes, I really enjoyed it, Christy, and you're a great interviewer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mitch. And thank you, my go-getters, for tuning in today. This is Christy Lindor signing out for the Misimu's Unplugged Pop-Up Podcast. Here's to your journey to greatness. Tune in every Friday for a new episodes syndicated on iTunes, Google Play Music, and many more. Visit www.misimuse.com for more information. Music